The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. So we are in the second part of our series on the word for this season. Father, we thank you for your kindness. Breathe upon us. Speak your word. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I will give you a name. Luke 16, 16. The word of God says in Luke 16, 16 that until John the Baptist, the law of Moses and the messages of the prophet were your guides. It says, but now, everybody say, but now. But now, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached and everyone is eager to get into it. Now, this is so, so instructive that up until John the Baptist, John the Baptist was the last of the prophets, if you will, and he heralded the coming of Jesus and introduced Jesus, if you will, to the nation of, of, of Israel. So Jesus is speaking here, since until John the Baptist, the law of Moses and the messages of the prophets were your guides. Says, but now the good news of the kingdom of God from Jesus, it is all about the good news of the kingdom of God. And we explained what the kingdom is and what the kingdom is about and how Jesus is all about the kingdom of God. And he says further that this good news is preached as you hear it being preached to you week in, week out, day in, day out, if you are listening to the podcast. And he says everyone is eager to get in. So the eagerness is required to get in, in to the kingdom. The kingdom of God is declared, but everyone that gets in must be eager to get in. Are you eager to get in? The word of God has been declared. I will give you a name. Are you pressing eagerly in? The NASB translation says, the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John came. It says, since that time, the gospel of the kingdom of God has been preached. And everyone is what? Is forcing his way into it. You see, many times we hear the word, but we don't force our way into it. We are not eager. We don't eagerly force our way into it. And everyone you see testify and as a breakthrough or as a miracle has done what? Has eagerly forced their way into the preached word. God says, I will give you a name.
name. Hallelujah. You need to eagerly force your way, as it were, into, into it, into it. The NKJV says the law and the prophets were until John. So since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing. So we see pressing into it. We see forcing his way into it. We see eager to get in. So for you to see the manifestation of what God is doing and wants to do, you have to eagerly press and force your way into a word that has been declared. That's how it works. Into a word that has been declared. Today, you are hearing the declared word. Today, you are going to be anointed. You have to be eager. You have to be eager. You have to be hungry. You have to press and force your way into it. What is that promise that is hanging and, and, and lingering? God says you're limitless. What is that promise? And you need to force your way into it. What is that area that is still trying to limit you as we are in October? What is that area? You need to force your way into it. You need to force your way. You need to take the word of God and wrestle with it. Matthew 7, 7 that we heard, ask and you will receive. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. And the door will be open for everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that seeks, finds. And to everyone that knocks, the door will be opened. The door will be open to you in the name of Jesus. You need to eagerly press and force your way into it. You need to eagerly press and what? And force your way into it. In fact, the ISB translation brings it up in another dimension for us. It says, the law and the prophet remained until John. It says, since then, since John, the good news about the kingdom of God has been proclaimed and everyone Listen to this. Entering it is under attack. <laughs> wow. Every time you press in into the kingdom, the enemy tries to attack you. The enemy actually attacks you. You come under attack, but you will prevail. The more you press in, you shake off the attacks of the enemy, and you are in that promise. If many of you, God has spoken to you, God has said to you, do this, you have done it, and as you are pressing and pushed into it, boom, it's as if there's an attack. And you're like, but God told me to do it. How come there's an attack? Everyone, that will press in will experience resistance. But you see, we are not of them that turn back onto perdition. We are not of them that give up when we are under pressure. We are of them that presses in and breaks through in the name of Jesus. We are of them that stay the course and obtain the promise. So, while we are 
there in the kingdom, we see the fullness of the will and the beauty of our king. I pray that you will see the fullness of the will and of the beauty of your king in the name of Jesus. One way the enemy attacks us is by that of, of doubt and unbelief. And it says, did God really say that? Are you sure God, you know, that was the same thing from, the, from uh, Genesis. He said to Eve, did God really say? You cannot, did God really? To put a question mark on what God has said is to allow the enemy to win. But in the name of Jesus, the enemy will fail consistently in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. So doubt has to be dealt with. I mean, I heard a story um, recently of a father that was making breakfast for his, um, his family and, and one of the sons was saying the following day, after the dad had made breakfast, you know, was saying the following day, <laughs> you know, oh, maybe dad will not be able to make breakfast. What happened is that the mom had traveled, you know, so dad was in charge of the children. So dad made breakfast the first day. The second day, they had breakfast. The third day, the boy began to doubt his father. I said to his brother that maybe we'll go hungry tomorrow. Maybe dad will not make breakfast tomorrow. And dad heard. So dad said to this boy that I will take you through the path that the Bible takes people that doubt their, father, their heavenly father's through. So he said to the boy, the following day, after the man made the breakfast, he gave the other children breakfast. I said to this boy, you doubted me, no breakfast for you. I mean, true life story. <laughs> and the boy was watching his brothers enjoy, you know, and you know, his sister enjoy breakfast and he was watching, he was hungry. And the father said, you doubted me. You won't doubt me again. Guess what? <laughs> the following day, before they all got up, the boy got up in the morning and said, oh, dad, you are the best chef in the world. I know that you're going to make breakfast. I, I, I know that I refuse to doubt because I'm going to eat breakfast. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, some of you do, may not subscribe to that, that, what the father did. But the lesson here is this. The boy from that day refused to doubt his dad for making breakfast. Didn't God say, if you are double-minded, you will not receive it? That you should ask in faith, James 1. If you ask God, ask in faith, don't be double-minded. Don't be double-minded. God says, I will give you a name. 
Don't be double-minded. God can make your name great. God can give you a name. He can give you a name personally. He can give you a name through the people you are associated with. Some of us, because we are in God's favorite house, God will give you a name just because you are, you are with us. For some of us, it's because of the person you are married to. You are nameless, faceless. But because of the person you are married to, God will make you significant. I mean, ask Ruth. Because of Ruth's connection to Boaz, Ruth came in the lineage of Jesus. Ask Esther. Because of whom Esther was married to, Esther became the deliverer of Israel. So God can give you a name. Even through your children, God can give you a name. Because of David, for instance, the family of Jesse did not pay taxes. They didn't pay taxes. Once their name came up, David had already made their name great. And the sweetest is when it goes from generation to generation. When your name is great, then your name is great. Because of the greatness of your name, the name of your son becomes great. And your son's name is great, or your children's name are great. And guess what? Their children's names are great. God of Abraham. He became the God of Isaac. He became the God of Israel, the God of, God of Jacob. The truth is, when it goes from generation to generation, that's God's desire. When there is continuity in the greatness, that is God's heart's desire. I will give you a name means four things. We're looking at four of the meaning. There may be more, but we're looking at four. Number one, I will give you a name means I will make your name great. I explained to us that when the Lord said to me, I will give you a name, that, that is the focus of this season, that I said, in, in my heart, when God says I will give you a name, I said, maybe God will give us a new name. Maybe, I mean, if God says, that, if God says I want to change your name, you are no longer, no matter how much you love your name, let's say your name is um, Blessing. God says I want to change your name to favor. You better allow him to change it <laughs> because he's God. You know, I say, well, I love blessing so much, I don't want favor. But so I, I was open. I was like, okay, maybe God wants to maybe change the name of the church or maybe uh, give me a new name, you know. And, and the Lord said to me, no, I want to make your name great. Hallelujah. I want to, I want to make, I will give you a name. What I mean is that I want to make your name, that name, Femi great. I want to make your name, put your name there, great. I want to make your name as a people, great. I want to make your name great. And I'm like, amen and amen. So be it, O God of heaven. So I will give you a name, means I will make your name great. I will give you a name. That is, your name will be resounding. I will make your name great. Genesis 12, verse 2. Genesis 12, verse 2 says, And I will make thee 
a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. So God's purpose of making your, names, your name great is to make you a blessing to many. It is not to make your name great so that you, you'll be, you know, you'll be, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> He's saying, I will make your name great because I want you to be a blessing. I will make your name great so that you will make other people great. Hallelujah. And I will bless them that bless you. In other words, when your name becomes great, more people will begin to bless you. And God says, I will take responsibility to blessing them. To saying thank you to them. He says, and I will curse him that cursed thee. You know what that means? It means that God says, not only will many people bless you, there will be a handful that will want to curse you. God is saying, I will take personal responsibility to cursing them. Oof! He says, and indeed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. He says, I will make your name great. I will make your name great. Your name great. I've explained, you know, several times that God did not say, I will make your title great. God said, I will make your name great. Oof. So Abraham did not become um, um, doctor, double doctor, triple doctor, um, Abraham, or, you know, before he became great. He became great. God made his name great. In this case, he had to change it. But God made his name great. You know, I mean, I've, 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 I've heard folks say, oh, pastor, you know, <laughs> why the apostle thing? You know, you don't have apostle in front of your name. I'm like, it's neither here nor there. It allows people to understand the, 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 the calling and the operations that God has called you in. Simple, to receive that gift. Not more than that. But to make the name great, it's in the blessing, not in the title. Hallelujah. To make your name great, it's in the blessing, not the title. Not the title. You know, you know we, we, we need to understand that. Years ago, I've shared this story before. Leading a prayer meeting, assembly of Christians, you know, solid people, you know. And I, I was like, the, um, 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 like doing an MC kind of work, you know, bringing up the men of God that are that I'm ministering, you know, and I called someone. Um, I can't really remember. I'm just, I'll, I'll make it up. Something like Reverend Dr. Bishop so-and-so. And, and I called him and he didn't, he didn't get up. I, because I didn't, I didn't know him personally. So I was like, I called the name Reverend Dr. Bishop so and so, I didn't, he didn't get up. And people were like, oh, oh, sir, the man refused to get up. He sent them to tell me to correct 
have <laughs> that is a double doctor. So, Reverend Doctor, Doctor Bishop. <laughs> you know, before he came up, I did call him Reverend Doctor, Doctor Bishop. And he came up, you know. Honestly, I was really sad. You know, I was sad because that's not what this is about. This is not about titles. This is about the kingdom. Everyone said the kingdom. The, the reason God will make your name great is so that you can be a blessing. So that you can be a blessing to people. Not so that you can, you can wallow in it and, and be prideful with it. God says, I will make your name great. So when God gives you a name, your name is amplified. I will make your name great. God says, I will amplify your name. I will amplify your name. When God gives you a name, it means your name becomes amplified. Your name becomes honorable. Your name becomes honorable. Your name becomes honorable. You become honorable before God, before men. Jabez that we saw last week, First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, and Jabez was more honorable because God made his name great. God did not change his name. Jabez meant pain. Well, God left it as that, but God still made that name great. God made that name great. God can make a name that doesn't mean well to be great. It's God. Another translation says, there was a man named Jabez who was respected more. God will make your name more respected. So where your name is spoken of, folks will say, ah, that lady, no. Oh, that man, no. I salute. God will make your name honorable in the name of Jesus. He says, I will make your name great. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the God of heaven will make your name great. That's number one. Number two, I will give you a name means I will make you unique. Oof, that's big. I will give you a name means I will make you unique. Unique. You see, you can't be usual and be unique at the same time. You can't be common and be unique. You can't be average and be unique. You can't be general and be unique. You can't be usual and be unique. You have to be unusual to be unique. <laughs> you have to be unusual. So your businesses, God is going to give you unusual ideas in the name of Jesus. God is going to give you unusual breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. God is going to give you unusual abilities and, and, and giftedness in the name of Jesus. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, verse 11, Acts 19.11, it says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. Unusual miracles. It says, when handkerchiefs 
of or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people. They were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Woof! Today, at our life groups, you know, I've, I've had some time of prayer with the life group leaders. Today, at our life groups, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God will give all our life group leaders power to perform unusual miracles. In the name of Jesus. Everyone that is a life group leader, the hand of God will rest upon you. God will give you power to perform unusual miracles in the name of Jesus. At our life groups, we're going to be anointed in church and the miracles will begin. At our life groups, we're going to have communion, holy communion, and impartation. God will empower our life group leaders to perform unusual miracles in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. You are going to experience unusual blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. You are going to experience unusual liftings in the mighty name of Jesus. You are going to experience unusual acceleration in the mighty name of Jesus. Oof. God's power will rest upon you heavily in the mighty name of Jesus. So, I will give you a name. Means, number one, I will make your name great. Number two, I will make you unique. Number three, I will give you a name. Means, you will have a voice. You will have a voice. You will have a voice in the name of Jesus. You will have a voice. First Samuel 2 verse 1 says, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. My mouth is enlarged. I now have a voice. God will give you a name. God will give you a voice. You will have a voice. The NLC says, now I have an answer. I have an answer to everyone. God will, you see that thing that is limiting you, that is making you to dodge when you go home. When you go to see your, maybe go to the village or whatever, you go to see your classmates, that makes you dodge in one corner. That thing, when there's a reunion, you go and pack in, you know, in the faculty, you now come so they don't see the jalopy that you have driven. That is going to come to an end in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whatever it is, it could be an honor situation. You need a child. God will open your womb. If you're a woman, God will cause you to be fruitful. If you're a man, God will give you a child. In the name of Jesus. 
The NCV translation says, I can laugh. I can laugh. When you have a voice, you have an answer, you have a laughter, you have a smile. You can hold your head up. You can hold your own. God says, I will give you a voice. Everything, for those of you that already have a voice, everything that is trying to silence your voice, God rebukes it now in the name of Jesus. Everything that is trying to reduce the volume of your voice, heaven rebukes it now in the name of Jesus. You will have a voice. Your voice will be heard. Whatever needs to be done for your voice to be heard, let it begin to happen now in the name of Jesus. Whatever needs to be done for your voice to be heard, let it begin to happen now in the name of Jesus. Ecclesiastes 9.14 Ecclesiastes 9.14 says, There was a little city and a few, and few men within it. And there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man. And he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. Yet no man remembered the same poor man. Then said hi. Wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God will bring you into abundance. God will bring you into abundance that will make your voice heard in the mighty name of Jesus. In, among your peers, you will never be regarded as poor. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the ideas that separates you from poverty for life, heaven releases it unto you now in the name of Jesus. The doors that separates your generation from poverty forever be opened unto you in the name of Jesus. The poor man's wisdom is despised. And his words not heard. And some of you, you are poor towards God. You're a poor man spiritually. So your voice is not heard on high. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will repent today. You will surrender to God. You become rich spiritually. So that your voice can be heard where it matters most. The same way if you are poor, like in this story, your voice will not be heard on it. The same way if you are poor in heaven, your voice will not be heard. It's the same way. So, and to be wealthy in heaven means that you exchange your poverty for, for the wealth, for, for, with, for Christ. You give him your poverty, you take on his wealth. You give him your shame, you take on his glory. You give him your sins, you take on his righteousness. That's, that's how to become wealthy. It's all in the cross. It's all in the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross of Calvary. So he says, I will 
give you a voice and your voice will be heard not only on earth, your voice will be heard on high in the name of Jesus. Finally, number four, so that we can, you know, wrap things up and begin to minister and anoint us. Anoint everybody that wants to be anointed. If you are online, you have to anoint yourself. <laughs> you know, uh, well, yeah, if you have faith, you know, you can tap into it and God will honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Number four, I will give you a name means, it doesn't only mean I will make your name great. It also means I will make you unique. It means you will have a voice. And number four, I will give you a name means I will personally introduce you. Woo! So God says, I will introduce you. I think we can say the grace. <laughs> God. If God introduces you, if you know, when you come into a place, it depends on who introduces you. If you allow one riffraff to introduce you, you usually start off on the pedigree of your introduction. You start off on the pedigree, mostly on the person that introduced you. You stand literally on the shoulders of the person that introduces you. May God introduce you. God says, I will give you a name means I will introduce you. I will give you it. I will be the one. When I bring you into their quarters, I'll be the one to give you a name in that circle. I'll be the one to say, this is Femi. I'll be the one to say, he's my boy. I'll be the one to say, this is, this is. So, why? Because that level you are going to, they don't know you there. You have to be introduced. And God says, I will introduce you. I myself will introduce you. And so because even God, there was a time that he had to introduce himself. He had to introduce himself. The children of Israel were in Egypt. They had a king in Egypt. Pharaoh, and he said, let, and he said, let my people go. You know? And Pharaoh says, what have you guys been smoking? I should just let all, like the economic powerhouse of my government, the people that are working the wheels to produce stuff for my economy, I should just let them go? Why should I let them go? And they said, because the Lord said so. Now, let's take it from Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. After this presentation to Israel's leader, Moses and Aaron went and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Let my people go so they may Hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. And verse 2, 
Pharaoh says, is that so? <laughs> Retorted Pharaoh. And who is the Lord that I should obey him? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know him. I don't know the Lord. And I will not let Israel go. And God said, is that so? <laughs> you know, Pharaoh said, is that so? Why should I let them go? Who is the, who is the Lord? Ah, what an insult. Who is your father? Who is the Lord? Who is the Lord? Imagine you you want to you want to get employment in a multinational, and you you don't know anybody. You just walk up to they say that's the CEO about to enter the elevator. You just walked up to an elevator and you say, um, "My daddy said I should you should employ me in this place." Says what's his name? You mentioned your dad's name, Mr. Kasali. <laughs> Mr. Kasali. Who is Mr. Kasali? It will cause security to, you know, bundle if Mr. Kasali's name means nothing to the CEO. That was what was going on here. Pharaoh was the most powerful man on earth, as it were. And he said, the Lord. So who is the Lord? Is that so? So heaven now said, is that so? Now we will introduce ourselves to you. Oof. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, heaven will introduce himself to all your enemies in the name of Jesus. Everyone that have looked at your situation and your demands and said, is that so? How do you even want to do this? Heaven will answer them. So God actually answered Pharaoh. God introduced himself to Pharaoh. God sent the plague one, plague two, plague three, plague four, plague five, plague six, plague seven, plague eight, plague nine, plague ten. God introduced himself. And guess what? Even after the tenth plague and the people were going, Pharaoh said, I will pursue. Pharaoh can be so Stubborn. Every pharaoh, so to speak, in your life will be drowned in the name of Jesus. He followed suit. But God introduced himself. And the Bible says that throughout all the nations surrounding, the name of God was revered. As the people of Israel were going to the promised land, nations were pinning their pants. Because God had introduced himself. By the time they got to Jericho, they were surrounding themselves with walls. They said, we know you people. We know what your God can do. We've heard. That's why Balaam, Balak, rather, called Balaam and called Balaam to curse the people of Israel because he was scared stiff. God's fame had gone abroad. Because God will introduce you, your fame will go abroad in the name of Jesus. Because God will introduce you and stand behind you, your fame will go abroad in the name of Jesus. Everyone's introduction is super key. Acts 19, Acts 19, amazing story, verse 13. It says, a group of Jews was traveling from the town, from town to town, 
casting out evil spirits, they tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, who were doing this, but one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus, I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. You know, Paul, Jesus, they said, it, we know Jesus. In other words, Jesus has been introduced. God has highly exalted him and has given him a name above every other name. That the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Introdu introduction. Paul had been introduced because Paul was a servant of Jesus. He carries his name introduced. Now, I've said it before. I mean, you, you first, when I first got saved and, and I read the scriptures and, and I, you know, and I said that if any demon manages to tell you that, you say to them, today, you will add my name to the list. <laughs> you say, Jesus, you know, Paul, you know, Femi, you know, who are you? you it, the name has to be there. And the name can only be there when God introduces you. Hallelujah. When introduces you. So when God introduces you, you are recognized. You are recognized in heaven. You are recognized on earth. You are recognized in hell. You are recognized. That's why, I mean, many of you are under, sometimes you go to attacks. Why? Because you are recognized. The enemy is attacking you. But if you get up and you command in the name of Jesus and come against the enemy, he must flee. He must. When God introduces you, you are not only recognized, you are authorized. You are authorized. You are both recognized and authorized. A name recognized in heaven. A name recognized in hell. A name recognized on earth. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, of things on the earth, of things beneath the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now back to this story. Imagine if Mr. Casali was the president of the country that multinational is in, is in. And the CEO of that multinational mistakenly gets the security guys to rough handle his son and throw him out on the street. What do you think will happen? <laughs> God will introduce you in the name of Jesus. So as we Wrap up. I will give you a name. It means I will make your name great. God will make your name great in the name of Jesus. I will give you a name. It means I will make you unique. God will make you unique in the name of Jesus. I will give you a name. It means I will give you a voice. God will give you a voice in the name of Jesus. I will give you a name. Means I will introduce you. God himself will introduce you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody here that is yet to become a child of God, you are saying, Pastor, Jesus I know, Paul I know, I want my name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want my name to be recognized in heaven, recognized on earth, recognized beneath the earth, because God himself will introduce me. He will give me a voice. He will make me unique. He will make my name great. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Wherever you are, put up your hand now over your head. Put it up over your head. I'm going to turn it up to the RP. If you are online, the same thing. Put up that hand over your head and we'll pray with you in a bit. 